0: It's always sadly comical to me when I hear mere men declare that God is irrelevant, out of touch, or downright non-existent. The fact that a created thing that relies on oxygen provided by the Creator, surviving on food provided by the Creator, heat and sunlight provided by the Creator, and a beating heart that is allowed to continue only because the Creator wills it, would somehow be so pathetically arrogant to claim he has no need of God, is a baffling wonder to behold. This week, we look at ourselves in light of an omnipotent God on this edition of the Christian Walk Café. Hello and welcome back to the Christian Walk Cafe. It's great to have you back. And for those of you here for the first time, welcome. My name is Keith and I am your host for this weekly Bible teaching cafe where we sit down with the Word of God and learn how we are to walk this walk of faith in this world as we understand how temporary this life is and how our eternal future is so much greater. So I have a question for you today. Who do you think you are? A more specific form of that question would be, In light of the awesomeness, majesty, and power of Almighty God, who do you think you are? Ah, now it becomes a much different question with what should be a very obvious answer. A while back, I listened in, well, I was going to say listened in surprise But in these times we live in, there's just not much that surprises me anymore. But I listened as two United States congressmen had an exchange related to the Equality Act, specifically as it pertained to gender. One of them made the statement, reading from a book by Dr. Tony Evans, and it said, Whenever a nation's laws no longer reflect the standards of God, That nation is in rebellion against him and will inevitably bear the consequences. In response to this, the other congressman said these words What any religious tradition ascribes as God's will is no concern of this Congress. The emotion that I felt at that response was first sadness, but then it almost instantly turned into humor. Sad for obvious reasons that leaders in our country would be so foolish. But humor at the thought that this congressman thinks he, a mere pathetic little human being with a short lifespan, who only is allowed to draw another breath in his body because of the grace and mercy of Almighty God, that this little measly man has some kind of standing or authority to declare God's supreme will as null and void or that even the elected body he is a part of that simply governs the legal affairs of one country that could, at the mere declaration of God, be wiped off the map in an instant, has any leverage or any power to change anything God wants unchanged. is truly a dark comedy. So I asked, who does he think he is? Scripture has a lot to say about who we are, and in light of the last episode, where I pointed out all the ways we try to elevate ourselves, the Bible, the divinely inspired word of truth, has a much different declaration. Psalm 103, 14-16 says, For he himself knows our frame. He is mindful that we are but dust. As for man, his days are like grass. As a flower of the field, so he flourishes. When the wind has passed over it, it is no more. And its place acknowledges it no longer. Man is here for a short time, like grass and flowers, and then he is gone. We're nothing but mere dust. Think about this. Today, as I record this, it is February 6th, 2024. Every person listening to this, on this date, or in this week, or even in this month, even in this year, every person listening to this will be dead and gone by February 6th, 2124. A mere one hundred years from now, we will be dead. No more. Like a flower that's blooming, it grows for a little while, and then it is no more. For many of us, it will be far less than a hundred years. For some, it will be very close to a 100 years, but in a short span of time, all the things we think matter so much, especially ourselves, will be gone. We are mere dust that blows away. So when we tend to think we're something special, someone important, or someone powerful, we deceive ourselves. I'm reminded of our Lord Jesus Christ as He stood before Pontius Pilate. After being beaten and mocked, he stood there before this Roman governor, and in John 19:10, Pilate said, Do you not know that I have authority to release you? And I have authority to crucify you? Basically, saying, Hey, you little Jewish man who thinks you're something special, do you know who I am? Do you know that I'm a man of high position? Do you know I'm a man with power and authority? What a poor, pathetic fool Pilate was. He really thought he was something special, when all he was is a little pawn in a big plan set in motion by the creator of the universe. In the very next verse, John 19, 11, says, Jesus answered, You would have no authority over me unless it had been given you from above. Do you know who I am? Yes, Pilate, we do. We know who you are. You are dust. You lived, you played a role in the plan of God, and you died. Do you know who I am? I'm a congressman of the United States. I'm a powerful man who sits in the house of government for a powerful country. You are dust. You are insignificant. Your power is but a shadow. You live, and one day you will die. The only thing of significance that matters is not your human earthly temporary power. It's not the wealth you build. It's not the laws you write. The only thing that matters is what you do with the knowledge of God. If you continue to reject it, you'll end up in a godless eternity called hell. Psalm 103.19 says, The Lord has established His throne in the heavens, and His sovereignty rules over all. In that verse, all means all. That includes our own lives. He is sovereign, and he rules from the throne he established. He is not, quote, the man upstairs. He is Almighty God. A certain podcaster I listen to who claims to be a Christian man will every now and then speak about his faith. I won't question whether or not it's legitimate. That's, that's between him and God. But when he does, he feels the need to basically apologize Uh, for bringing faith into the conversation and thinks he needs to warn the listeners that he's about to talk about what he calls his invisible sky buddy. What a fool. He's not your invisible sky buddy that comes to sit on your shoulder and be a pal. He is the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. He is the supreme authority over all the heavens and earth. He is the beginning and the end. He is all-knowing and all-powerful, and he is in charge. You and I are just the insignificant, created things that the Apostle Paul describes as lumps of clay in the hands of the potter. In Romans chapter 9, Paul is speaking about divine election and God's choice of who he will have mercy on. Knowing that his readers and listeners would contest, but that's not fair. How can God do that? Paul said, In Romans 9.20, on the contrary, who are you, O man, who answers back to God? The thing molded will not say to the molder, why did you make me like this, will it? Or does not the potter have a right over the clay to make from the same lump one vessel for honorable use and another for common use? Basically, who are you? You simple-minded, insignificant, tiny, dependent, whiny, needy piece of clay that should dare to give an answer back to God, or in other terms, should dare, talk back to God. Oh, how we like to lay claim to our rights. How we like to talk about my feelings, my beliefs, my choices, my stuff, my, 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 mine, mine, mine. The Bible's clear that the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. You don't even belong to yourself. You're dust and clay, created by God, allowed to exist because He wills it, and sent back to the dust just as he determines. Invisible sky buddy? Man upstairs? Hardly. Sovereign Lord who rules over those of us mere humans who have no claim to any higher authority or knowledge. So do you see what I mean when I say it's humorous to hear a mortal man comment on on the will or existence of Almighty God? It's baffling to hear a mere man with a created brain who studied books and was only allowed the scientific knowledge that he or she has gained because God willed it stand and declare there is no God. There's a word for that man or woman, and that word is fool. But there's one very important factor that I haven't mentioned. I've made it clear what we are and what he is, but he's also merciful and He's gracious, and He's loving. The King of all creation, the sovereign, all-powerful ruler of all things, loves us mere foolish, pathetic, created humans. A very familiar verse to almost everyone. John 3:16. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. Whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have eternal life. God loves us. God loves us. Why? Jesus Christ suffered humiliation before a mere man, Pilate, and allowed that mere man to sentence him to a horrible death because of love for lowly mankind. He redeemed us from eternal hell to everlasting life. Again. Why? Because the supreme ruler of all things is a God of grace and mercy and wants to pour His love out on His creation. But I ask again, why? Because we're so clever and smart? Because we're so wise? Because we have convinced Him that we are worth saving? No. The answer is found, continuing in Romans 9, in verse 15... I will have mercy on whom I have mercy and I will have compassion on whom I have compassion. And skipping to verse 18 So then he has mercy on whom he desires and he hardens whom he desires. The simple fact is, Almighty God chooses us. Continuing at Romans 9:22 and 23, what if God "...although willing to demonstrate his wrath and to make his power known, endured with much patience vessels of wrath prepared for destruction. And he did so to make known the riches of his glory upon the vessels of mercy, which he prepared beforehand for glory. The ruler of all things, the omnipotent and omniscient creator of the universe, loves us, chooses us, and then calls us mere foolish humans." If the fact that we are but dust, flowers of the field, grass that is here today and gone tomorrow is not a humbling enough thing, how much more humbling is it to know that we didn't choose Christ? We weren't clever enough, astute enough, wise enough, perceptive enough, or spiritually sensitive enough to choose Him. He simply loves us because He chose us, and He chose us because He loves us. How can I explain it further? I can't. The Apostle Paul summed up his teaching in Romans with Romans 11.33, simply, Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and unfathomable his ways. I remember recently listening to a pastor whom I enjoy his teaching. He told of an interview he did with a journalist where he was explaining these things. The journalist looked at him and replied, I could never serve a God like that. Without hesitation, he responded and said, and you never will unless he shows you mercy. He is the all-powerful God, we are dust. But the all-powerful God loves us, chooses us, justifies us, and will one day glorify us. How humbling is that? As the words of a very familiar song say, Amazing grace, how sweet the sound That saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now am found. Was blind, but now I see. Thank you, Lord, that this poor, insignificant, foolish human being, incapable of saving himself, has been the recipient of your love, mercy, and grace. Thank you for choosing us. And I ask for those listening today that you would give us a true understanding of what we are in light of your glory and power, a true understanding of what we were until you chose us and poured out your grace on us. Let us always live with humility. And for those who do not know you, awaken their spirit, draw them to you, extend your grace to them right now, and let them sense the true value that we have only, when we are found in Christ. Thank you for loving us and saving us. And we give glory to you alone because you alone are the only one worthy to receive it. Amen. That's all the time we have in the cafe this week. Once again, thanks for being here. If you'd like to reach out directly, you can contact me at thechristianwalkcafe at gmail.com. I enjoy hearing from listeners and we'll get back to you as soon as I can. Thanks again for being here, and until next time, walk this walk with confidence. God bless.